Welcome to the WMBF UK podcast. Hello and welcome back to the WMBF UK podcast with me, Sarah Glanville, as your host. And in today's episode, I get to spend time with our 2022 Supernaturals Junior Bodybuilding Champion and World's Athlete, James Alabaster. Hello, James. How are you? How are we doing? You good? Thank you for being on the podcast, first of all. No. And yeah, it's going to be a good one. Let's get into it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Um, it's lovely to have you here. It was really nice actually seeing you at First Timers Championships a few weeks ago. It was a bit of a wild day. Yes. You were on your feet the whole day handing out medals. Have you recovered yet? Only just, yeah. <laughs> I kid you not, like, about two days after the event, I was shattered. Yeah. It was a wild day. Um, Obviously, started around, what was it, around nine-ish in the morning. Yeah. Nine-ish in the morning. And then I think overalls finished at around nine in the evening, wasn't it? Yeah, so it's full on like yeah. 12 hours. And yeah. like I was, me and Dave were saying this to you on the day, like me and him got a chance to like go backstage and chill out for a little bit, but you were on all day because you were just like handing out a medal, yeah. handing out a medal, handing out a medal. I know, yeah. I think the only breaks we were getting when it was like comparison rounds and obviously yeah. you do all your posing and you have your pose downs, etc. Yeah. But when it was time to obviously decide fifth, fourth, third second yeah. first we knew right quick get your medals together and yeah. it was all like on our feet up and down up and down but yeah it's really cool to see it from a different sort of like angle you know yeah see being well basically going to the events and only being a competitor you don't realize how much goes into it totally. and seeing it from a sort of behind the scenes aspect of not being in a rush of have I got to be on stage at this time or whatever you really do see like how much organization goes into it from like obviously Steph, Andy, all the staff members in general. It's just, yeah, it's madness seeing it from a different angle, sort of yeah. thing. You know, yeah. You know, make sure appreciate how much work that they put in to make sure that athletes are like well catered for on the day. Absolutely. So, yeah, appreciative towards getting the opportunity to do that, to be fair. Mm -hmm. uh, it's nice to sort of like see how happy other people are. Because when I'm on stage, it's a bit like, well, I've got to get the job done sort of thing I don't really soak it all in and seeing the other people's faces like those that are obviously doing it first timers novices etc you know it means the world to them right getting their placings and placing first etc so yeah yeah it's great great experience yeah you had such a cool job as well getting to go like crown everyone with their medals and and yeah, yeah. I was on um I was <laughs> on third and first to give out their medals so, yeah, handing out the first medal, I was like, yeah, smashed it. <laughs> yeah. I, to, I think I said to, like, every competitor who got first, go win that overall. So. <laughs> yeah, go G them up, right? I know. Yeah. It was really good, though, because obviously when I was, like, in charge of sort of, not in charge of in a way, but I felt like I had a bigger responsibility with teens and juniors because I'm around that age group, right? So, have it seeing the smiles on their faces was like I was in your shoes last year sort of thing so that was that was pretty cool doing them ones especially but obviously everyone deserved it you know what I mean yeah amazing so good yeah. so I think well where we'll start I want to take it back to the beginning and have you talk me through how you found natural bodybuilding in the first place like we've known each other last year but 
I don't think we've ever had that conversation. So how did you discover the sport of natural bodybuilding? Yeah, we were just, just saying, weren't we, before we started um, filming how when we was at Worlds, it was very much like, oh, how are you getting on? Yeah, cool. You look awesome. Yeah. And then basically going off and doing our own thing to get ready for our own um, categories, right? Yeah, so in terms of starting up natural bodybuilding, uh, it all started around that sort of like that high school age. So I'd say around sort of year year eight, year nine, which I'm not sure how old I'd roughly be, maybe around 14, 15-ish. Yeah. Um, obviously, I was into all my sports teams. So I was on rugby team. I was track athlete. I was doing 100 metre, 200 metre. Um, football player. I was always in the positions where you quite like quick so I was on like the wings or strike or whatever um and then I thought thought to myself like obviously naturally when you're doing sports when you're younger you put on a lot a little bit of size and you notice changes right so a couple of people are like you know you should maybe start going to the gym and maybe taking it to a next level for your age group yeah um so got myself gym membership um had about one or two mates at the time that were into the gym as well started training with them and then sort of fell in love with it really I was quite fortunate that I wasn't one of these teenagers who got into the gym and then didn't have a clue what they're doing I'd always get in from school when I maybe should have been revising and mm -hmm. I was watching workout videos with my pasta and chicken or whatever <laughs> proper taking it seriously for the age group for that age group anyway it's like a lot of people like eating rubbish. I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to have pasta chicken, I'm going to have rice beef, just so I feel better about yeah, myself. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, and I'm fortunate I did, because it sort of gave me a head start in a way, getting into it that young. Um, yeah, that's where it all started, really. And then started going to the gym, and then I noticed by, like, year sort of 10 and 11, a lot of people were like, you know what, you're actually gaining quite a bit of size here. Yeah. So then I started watching, like, bodybuilding videos and like thought to myself look I'm doing this naturally I like I didn't have too much knowledge on it back then but obviously I knew that these top top guys were enhanced obviously yeah so I thought is there such thing as natural comps so now I started doing a bit of research and then that takes me on to when I did my competition in 2019 at yeah. 18 years old and then just went from there yeah yeah I mean I think that it's been a really cool like journey that you've had through just loving sport and then wanting to kind of develop maybe your capabilities in your sport and then falling in love with the gym and training and just quite a natural progression into finding something that you're really passionate about so you mentioned there you competed as a team back in 2019 what kind of made you decide that you wanted to take your love for for training and for the gym and take it into a prep and, and step on stage because like you said as well like as a teenager a lot of people around you are living a completely different lifestyle so what attracted you to stage yeah see that's that's like the sort of the sort of age where you start like going out with your mates maybe yeah and, um, sort of you hit that 18 mark and you're out every weekend right well that's what I was seeing from other people and I thought you know what like if I've sort of like been given good genetics in a way yeah so I'll say thanks <laughs> um I might as well use it to my advantage like I don't just want to be like another one like 
just just another sort of teenager going out every weekend getting like drunk etc i'd rather actually like make the most of what i've got sort of thing so just like going to the gym and obviously starting to research natural comps i came across the um the bmbf comp at the time and then i went and did their oh what would it be now it'd be the central which isn't about anymore so i did that in 2019 as a teenager and it's funny actually because prep wise i didn't have too much of an insight into like how you should cut down your calories week by week so i think looking back at it i looked pretty good for not knowing what i was doing right yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i like obviously looking back i i think like legs could have done a bit of work obviously but you know for a teenager who was just going to the gym and enjoying it and thought you know what just chuck myself into a competition to see what I'd look like like the guys on tv I look at I thought I did all right to be fair yeah so you uh, you prepped yourself yeah didn't have a coach didn't know about any of that coaching stuff when I actually arrived to the event and other people were like oh yeah I've been coached by this I was like eh? did my <laughs> own stuff um yeah so as you can tell I was very like new to sport I was just basically a baby to it didn't have a lot of a lot of people thought I was actually in juniors. I was like, all right, cheers. <laughs> Appreciate yeah, I, I went back and looked at your pictures actually to figure out what year it was that you competed in just before we recorded. And I was like, damn, like 18 years old. You yeah. look great. Um, had someone told you that you had good genetics? Because I know you said they're like, you're blessed genetically and you are, you're, you're a fantastic bodybuilder. Um, I think you're structurally really fortunate but you work hard now to, to build up on that but yeah your structure is fantastic um <laughs> does someone tell you did someone tell you that you had the genetic potential to be great at the sport is that kind of what led you into wanting to compete yeah I think it's through like when I used to play football and obviously rugby a lot of people saying you know what you're like you're actually looking like really good like you seem to be yeah. quite sort of like muscly for our age group and then the more that people sort of started saying it, I was, it was just getting into my head, why not just take it up? Yeah. You know, because at the time I was like, rugby was a school thing. I think I may have got scouted, but going into a weekend, going to be caked in mud wasn't really <laughs> my plan. Yeah. I'd rather be sitting at home or whatever, or going to the gym as it, as it was. Yeah. Um, you know, football was pretty good like did well for like Sunday and Saturday league but I wasn't at the point where you know you can move it up next level academy style I guess um and then with the athletics like I was like obviously nearly there in terms of being a sprinter but like I was always getting like fourth in county or whatever it was so I knew that those ones it was like I was good at but I wasn't going to excel yeah I wasn't going to like level up really um so obviously with the gym sort of stuff just took it seriously and thought you know what why not start a new hobby yeah sort of I love it cool yeah. how did you get on at the BNBF in that first year yeah won that comp actually so yeah. you know there you go <laughs> yeah it's, it's actually madness because as far as UK comps go I haven't actually lost a category yet which is pretty that's pretty impressive um that's pretty cool I'm gonna talk yeah snap um, I'm gonna we're gonna talk touch on that in a little bit I think about your mindset around competing and, and coming back after having success but um when you then won that competition 
I'm guessing that you get got some feedback and you decided to invest in a, a long off season. Um, how did you find kind of taking that time out from stage and, and what was your focus for that? Was it two and a half years roughly that you were in an off season? Yeah, I actually wasn't planning on having that long off. Um, yeah. But so I did that comp in 2019 um, and then 2020, well, I wanted to compete in 2021. Yeah. But 2020, I was obviously you no know, lockdown hits. Yeah. So I was out with my guys and we went to play football, right? I don't know if you know too much about the injury. No, I don't actually. Fill me in. Okay. So what happened was, I don't know, we were just being youngsters and, you know, don't really think about stuff, right? So we went to play football, jumped over a 12 foot fence to get into an AstroTurf. Uh huh. And about half an hour, 40 minutes in, I was doing stepovers, turn, and my leg snapped from the knee. And my leg was like floppy, like chicken <laughs> leg, like my left knee. Um, and I was in so much pain, I couldn't even speak. I was like, got called an ambulance, it's no joke. They yeah. thought that I'd hurt my shoulder from how I landed, like, fuck, that was the least of my worries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was absolute madness in terms of like, you don't expect that when you go out to just have a little kick about right yeah Jesus. if it was a game of football like fair enough because it's quite intense but just going out for a kick about so then that happens and I basically had to get mum to um call up the caretaker so that was embarrassing uh <laughs> get in uh, I think police came but I think they let me off because I'd hurt my knee yeah uh, and then we spent three hours also in A&E to be told, go and have a scan and put a cast on. So I was like, cheers, three hours out of my life. I'll never get back to be told, go and have a scan. Um, and then I had the scan done and I got like a 41% ruptured ACL. Oh my God. And I got a um, brain bruising and I had a blood leak in my kneecap as well. So that was not nice at all. Wow. That's like a huge injury. Like how yeah. how long did it take for that to recover? It should have actually taken around nine to ten months. But I obviously from when I was at college, I did um sports coaching development and physio. Yeah. So me having that knowledge of that, I managed to get it done in seven. Yeah. So I was just like literally, I was just like on it all the time. Yeah. I literally I think I had about two days where I drowned in my sorrows. I was like love the stage yeah even love sports as a side sort of thing and before it nah, it's not happening again yeah it's unfortunate but it is what it is got to try and uh, I'm not even academic so yeah I'd, I'd have been in a bin um basically but um yeah gave myself maybe like yeah those two days to a week to really have a think about what's next and then thought to myself now nah, and letting this put me down yeah so um I was on crutches for <sighs> maybe about two months yeah my mum thought what are you doing and I was literally about after that week I was going out for walks with my yeah. crutches I'd have my headphones on I'd go out for walks with my crutches try and put pressure on that knee to get it moving again you can't let yeah. it get stiff yeah I couldn't even put my socks on or nothing for a good three months um and then yeah basically got it sorted in eight months bit by bit had a another physio give me a hand on the side of that and um everyone was amazed with like how are you like back to doing even just like leg presses yeah this soon and I was just like obviously when I was 
that young, it was one of them ones where well, it's only about three years ago now, but still your recovery is like really good, right, at that age. Yeah. So I was fortunate in that sense. Like if I'd have done it when I'm like in my 30s or whatever, like recovery wouldn't have been at the same level. Yeah, but I, th I think that also it's testament to your resilience and you putting the work into rehab it. Like how many of us have got a niggle or whatever that we just kind of push to the side and don't do the don't do the rehab work, just hope it gets a little bit better. But like with an injury that size, like if you are wanting to be serious about any sort of sport in the future, you had to just get it done. But it would have been in some ways easier just to be a bit lazy with it. But you've done you've done the hard thing and you've shown your resilience there and yeah, that's well, even more impressive the yeah. the return to stage in 2022 with that huge period of time in the middle with recovering from that injury yeah it was such as like a sort of a big backstory that maybe people didn't really realize that happened so like getting back on stage was a bit of a win in itself but Absolutely. like I found that as like motivation to just go mad on legs hence why you've probably seen as of late my leg day videos are a bit nuts <laughs> yeah <laughs> because I just want to sort of like build on every single stage showing that I've had I mean going into the 2022 season was like all right cool I've hurt my leg let's see how good I can get my legs balanced again yeah because well, my upper body was cool I was I was still doing all the stuff you know you can have your leg in a cast on a bench and just rest it there yeah. You still train like you normally do right um but yeah the whole getting the legs back up there and then being told i've got like really really good legs for my age group um we, we went into this about the hamstring sort of thing that yeah. we're gonna do in uh next year maybe if it all goes ahead um but yeah but being told that you've got like superb legs for your age is awesome coming back from an injury like that because yeah yeah, I don't think a lot of um, lads my age maybe could have, uh, I don't know, got back up to the stage after that, to be fair. No, I, I think a lot of people never have returned to, to stage. And I, I mean, your legs are very impressive. Like I, I never would have guessed if you'd injured anything that it would have been a, a, a leg. Because as you mentioned as well, like the balance and stuff, your legs are, there's a lot of symmetry there. It's, you're not, there's not really an imbalance. Maybe you see it. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, think, I think if you're, I'm very self-critical so if I'm looking at myself I'm like yeah that left leg is a little bit smaller but if you're just glancing it's probably like you can't really see anything. Yeah. So but that's an incredible place to be that soon after your injury when you've now just got hopefully a clean run to just continue to build on. Yeah that's why like obviously the the off-season going from like unintentional off-season because I wanted to do 2021 so going from 2020 to 2022 um it wasn't an ideal off season I mean in lockdown having that injury even though I was going out for walks got really overweight I think I was around got to 90, 98 kilos and then for some reason I just fell off the wagon and obviously yeah. being around sort of like five foot seven ish I got up to 115 which is really bad yeah that's quite overweight to be fair and then obviously when gyms open I was just bang on it again yeah um, but this time around, I'm sort of around, sitting at around 95, good body comp. Yeah. Mini cut very soon, but I'm in a much better place than I was last off season, which is. Yeah. So it's so encouraging for you to know like you've had a suboptimal off season and what that means you're capable of when everything's kind of lined up and, and ticked up for you. So I'm really interested to know how you felt obviously coming back I know that for you it was a massive win just to get back on stage but coming back to stage after you had 
success in your first season and you won your first show did you feel pressure or was there like a weight of expectation coming back to compete again in 2022 stepping into the juniors category yeah it was like there's both sides of it so obviously like the analogy of having a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other there was a side of me which was like all right I, I won the teens one so I need to now get back to what I was or so I sort of thought that I'd be letting sort of because Joshua Conde shout out to my yeah. guy my coach he um he prepped me through that prep getting back up there so I thought I sort of easily he was like look you're coming back to stage no pressure mate but obviously yeah. me being really competitive yeah. I wanted to get the job done sort of thing I don't know like if you have a look at my show day vlogs I'm very serious and quiet until I'm off stage because I just want to make sure I can get it done sort of thing like maybe I'm a bit too hard on myself or whatever I need to just enjoy the day in the future but that was very much about sort of like I'm getting back on stage seeing how I look improving from the last show and getting it done and proving what's capable with what I've achieved coming back from the injury yeah so yeah it's like two things really see how I looked after the injury and really wanting to go out there and just take the titles really (laughs) (laughs) I mean I I I kind of I get it like I get I get where your mindset was at and I think for me it's kind of it's not the same with the injury thing at all but that weighing up the how do you reckon with the category changing or like the goalpost changing slightly for you like you've stepping from teens into juniors and automatically you're expecting your competitors are going to have leveled up in terms of as you've leveled up you know as you've continued to mature and for me moving categories to figure you've had success before and you know how good that feels and it's like well how do you wrap your head around that thought of like it being a little bit more a little harder it's different Um, and for yourself you obviously obviously had that added element of wanting to prove to yourself that you were still capable of it and I can imagine that's quite a lot to try and reckon with I mean it's not a surprise that you kind of had that quiet time on show day just getting yourself into the zone before you stepped on stage um, I yeah, I'd say, I'd say I was quite fortunate actually when I was a teen that I did get chucked in the deep end in a weird way because I did go to overalls. Yeah. But I did get, I, did, I thought to myself, look, you know what, why not just go up against the men's mm. look against them. So it wasn't as if I was just like a teen and that was it. I like, I did see how I looked against men and although like they were amazing, obviously, because, you know, muscle maturity, training, got coaches, which I didn't even know about. <laughs> Um, <laughs> maybe some pose I was like looking like a bit of a twig against them or whatever but um, that did show to me how it would look against older guys up there yeah. so I did have a sort of an insight on what it would look like rather than people my age um, yeah. so yeah that was that was wicked um, and then going into 2022 season I knew it would be a step up yeah like you said bit by bit everyone's getting a bit older everyone's been going gym for longer everyone's prepping more serious yeah um but yeah it was awesome process getting coached and seeing the really ins and outs of how much dedication it takes a coach to make you stage ready yeah like obviously very appreciative towards josh for getting me there yeah i think it's um it's part of your like level up right and the first season you've got to know yourself really well you've taken yourself through the process and you've 
stepped into that overall lineup and I mean what better way to see where you need to work on and what your future can look like than standing up next to people that ultimately in a few years time you will be competing against um and then yeah it's really great I know how great your relationship is with Josh it was great he came out to LA with us as well for oh yeah wicked honestly I think he I think he told me about a good two or three weeks prior that he was coming out and he was keeping it on the low that he was uh coming out and I thought at that point that like you know this is uh something special do you know what I mean like a really good coach to client relationship yeah there and um I think maybe by the time Worlds had come about, I was like a little bit burnt out just because I think I started prep just straight after February. Yeah. Um, so obviously by the time November hit, I was I was worn right. out big time. <laughs> you know, I usually hear like people's prep 16 weeks, 18 yeah. weeks. And I ended up in the end, like it was horrible, like 42 weeks or something. Yeah. It's disgusting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it's great that, you know, you had someone that was there to kind of take you through that process. And I'm sure that helped massively with a bit of pressure off yourself. It wasn't down to you to make decisions. Like he could make decisions and guide you through it and be there for a bit of a sounding board with you as well um, for how you're feeling. So we've touched a bit on worlds and stuff already, but talk us through your 2022 season. So you, you had a long off season, prepped, ready for 2022. How did that go? Where do we start? <laughs> What a season, eh? Um, yeah, 2022 season. Um, went on holiday and mum thought, you know what, starting prep soon. Let's eat away. Yeah. You know, get all the food in me that we can before we start starving ourselves. So it was actually quite good quality food. It was We was away in like sort of the Sp- Spanish islands, right? So yeah. you've got like fresh fish, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it was like I was cheating, but it was different to what I'm having at home, right? Yeah. So I started prep, yeah, March sort of time. I think it was. Um, Josh, me and him stayed in contact since 2019, here and there. How are you getting on? Everything cool, wicked, nice, stay on top of your training. Yeah. Um, and then that season hit, and then we went and had a look at natural comps. So we applied for, obviously, as I was doing BMBF prior, yeah. I thought, you know what, go for a cent. Uh, there was no more central, so I went for a southern. So I went for the Southern show. That was qualified for finals. Um, so I think that, yeah, the plan was to go in about 85, 90%. So leave a bit of condition out and just play size game. Yeah. Um, and then people like blimmin' neck, like after pre-judging or whatever it was, they're like, okay, mate, like legs have just come on massively. Mm-hmm. Fair play to you. And I was explaining my injury and they're like, are you sure you've had an injury? <laughs> actually look better than the 2019 season like there's a picture that I can I'll send you after this or whatever yeah. but it's a real big um difference between that like, 2019 legs to 2022 qualifying yeah. legs it almost just don't look like the same person and it's like it just shows that all that hard work that I've that's partly why I love competing right all that hard work that you've done actually just gets shown yeah stage so yeah, yeah we did the uh southern uh big junior class I think there was Oh, can't say off the top of my head, but I think there might have been 11 or 12 of us. Yeah. Really good standard. Um, you had a lad to come from Germany as well, which was quite mad to come all the way from another country for qualifier. Um, yeah. But yeah, really good standard. Get on with all the guys as per usual with every show if I'm sound there. Right. Um, and then got the uh, got the win. 
coming back. So I was like, comeback tour, complete-ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that for that um, Southern show. And then when was the other one? October the 2nd was the NBA finals. So as you can guess, all the top three or whatever it was, whoever got an invite to finals, Wicked standard yet again, obviously been picked up a notch due to everyone deserving to um, getting their golden ticket to get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a really cool experience, seeing people off like Instagram that you know of, everyone getting ready for the final, finally coming to the day, doing it, smashing it again. Um, strangely enough, did not get nervous for any of the shows apart from the Supernaturals, actually. That was the yeah. only one that I really got nervous for. Um, so I did that final and then I got asked to do Supernaturals by Andy and Steph. They obviously saw me um, and they thought, you know what, why not come along, give it a try. You know, it's your first time. Um, and then went off to do Supernaturals and really enjoyed it and, yeah. you, know, you know, smashed it again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sound arrogant, that's the thing, but I really enjoyed it and like did the best I could and it obviously paid off, so... It's not, it's not arrogance, I don't think. You you earned it. You turned up. You looked phenomenal. And you, yeah, you, you took the class win, which is insane. Um, but yeah, really well deserved. What was, what I mean, how was the, what, what made you nervous about Supernaturals? I'm really interested. And how was the show day experience for you? I think that what made me nervous about Supernaturals more than anything is obviously with the British finals being on a clean slate of just going into a British finals, BNBF was a bit like, okay, cool. He's earned his right to be there. Yeah. And now he's in the British finals. Let's see how he gets on. And the fact that I won that one, going into Supernaturals, I, a lot of people like, is won a show week prior. Yeah. Can he do it again sort of thing? And it was just like that fear of like, can I peak two weeks in a row? Sort yeah. of thing. Am I gonna am I gonna manage to keep up that standard? Sort yeah. of thing. Um, but obviously with the way that why at BNBF, you know, really supportive, encouraging, welcoming, night prior. Because little thing that a lot of people won't know is that Josh actually got me talking to Andy and Andy was the person who really like nailed down I, I only had one zoom call but that's all it took Poser yeah. was, James set your legs right what you do <laughs> literally just going on and I think it got to a point where he was like oh. he had his head in his hands bless him he was like you're turning the wrong way mate what are you doing <laughs> this was prior to the qualifier yeah so thankful for that that it, uh, we managed to get that sorted so Big thanks to him. But um, seeing everyone on the day at WNBF was wicked. Yeah. Because you sort of just speak to people on Instagram all the time, right? Yeah. So I'm not too sure if um, us lot and sort of CMP and all that had a lot of contact on route to Supernatural. So it's all just getting to know each other at that point, really. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that, I don't think we had really spoken, but um, I remember seeing you like on show day and actually... I think when I met you in LA, you were to me a different person because the person I'd seen on show day, I think was probably you, like, you know, you, how you were saying earlier, like you were a little bit like focused and in, into your, what you were going to be doing. And I remember seeing you, but you seemed really not quiet, but just very like intense and focused on what you were doing. And then I met you in LA and I was like, no, James is like, not like that. <laughs> it's almost like, like on the show day, I, I just go yeah. into like sort of like game head on. Yeah. 
focused. Um, yeah. But yeah, I promise I'm not. If you have seen me on a show day and you think that I'm a little bit closed off and whatever, it's not me. <laughs> Every, everyone's got to do what they need to do on show day. Like I don't take anyone's show day as like who they actually are because I think I'm probably. I'm an extrovert anyway, but I think I go even more extroverted. Like it's just people have their own way of managing how they feel on yeah. show day. Um, so you won Supernaturals and you went on to get your qualification for Worlds and then we went to Worlds. How was that experience? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, obviously by the time I'd won Supernaturals, um, I obviously I got my qualification to Worlds, but Josh was like, do you really want to go do this? Like you to me you look exhausted at this point obviously yeah. because of how long I'd prepped um and it didn't help that <laughs> I had a good two days of binge eating rubbish yeah. like I'm talking maybe 6k plus calories per yeah. day and obviously for my like skeletal structure and size is way too much because I was prepping on 1.6k calories at the very yeah. end like that's not a lot for um like a guy really you know um yeah. but I had those two days and he was like mate if you really want to do this you better stop destroying your body yeah the stuff you're putting in um and I was I had a good sort of like five days to think like do I really want to put my body through this again like I could just settle with the UK comps thank you very much sort of thing um and then just crack on as normal but I thought you know if I've given this like opportunity to go and compete in California Los Angeles all that I'm just I'm gonna turn that down like yeah once a lifetime right so you know I just made that decision to do it it was around six weeks when it prior um after Supernaturals yeah six weeks so, so yeah set up set up set all that up um in terms of accommodations obviously I went out with Jack as well went out with yeah. Fidget Far mum wanted to make sure she'd experience that yeah. You never know if you're going to get the opportunity again, right? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's wicked, honestly. Just the whole prep to that. I was very tired, but it was like the, the whole mental part of it, like, you know, it's LA, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah how, how, how did you sort of like feel, sort of get into that LA in terms of like the final bit of prep or whatever? So. Yeah, because like you, I'd been prepping a long time and I had set my head up that. So I was going to do the UK DFBA and PCA finals the week and after Supernaturals. Yeah. But my head was like, right, one, like when I was stepping on the stage in Supernaturals, like one more week and then it's done because this has been like a long prep. Um, and then, yeah, getting the qualification, same as you. But I was literally backstage and I said to, um, said to Steve, right, I think I'm going to go to LA like I think I'm just going to patch the other finals and go to LA yeah. and then he was like really like really we're still doing this we're still going on for another six mm -hmm. weeks so I get the like th that weighing that up is a huge thing but I was the same as you like you just I couldn't pass up the opportunity to go and I think the fact it was like as you say in LA and California like it's literally it's not a dream right all yeah. of, like bo like bodybuilding right and yeah, it felt like an opportunity I couldn't miss. And it was like the last six weeks was a push. It was like a mentally a, a, a real push, but getting there was fantastic. And I think as soon as I landed and like seen you guys all at the hotel, we had like the athlete meeting before 
and stuff like it was just like right I'm so glad I'm here like it's yeah. been the right decision to keep pushing well that's the thing like obviously when we when we touched down in LA also I met most of you uh had a chat at Supernaturals and by the time like I think I saw David at the airport in uh where was it I think it was Gatwick yeah who was that me and David um so I saw him in the terminal I was like hey you all right <laughs> and all that um so it was it's just like good it was on the same plane so it was, it was all like good um good atmosphere um and then obviously touch down and then you get in LA you're like wow this yeah. is nuts here and yeah then we got there four days prior so we're in LA we're seeing all these American diners we can't eat <laughs> so <laughs> so that was hard um but it's just that sort of that motivation of this is the big stage now yeah like natural bodybuilding at its peak right so the whole experience and a whole meeting everyone obviously good vibes there you know I felt like there wasn't a lot of pressure because everyone was just rooting everyone on so much that it was like you're going to smash it regardless you got here you weren't the right to get here 100% um, getting there was getting there was the win right we all won it was a win. yeah 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 like we all deserve to be there you wouldn't just put anyone there so obviously just having that team gb shirt on yeah everything meant meant the world really you know people can say that right team gb i know (laughs) pretty cool right pretty cool did you feel like did how did you feel stepping on stage at worlds having to go into the open men's classes because there's not a juniors or like a team bodybuilding class at worlds level so you had to go into middleweights yeah so this is this is what um this, me and Josh had this convert about four weeks out from Worlds. It, it told me, look, unfortunately, there's not a junior class here. Uh, what's your plan? Are you, is your mind changed sort of thing? Because at the end of the day, you're going to be going up against guys yeah. that have um, been competing perhaps longer than you've even been going gym. Yeah. So it's a bit like, uh, is it a bit of an advantage for them lot? But I said, look, why not just give it a go? Yeah. Um, but it's a whole different ball game. Obviously, being a junior, I can roll in as heavy as I want, right? So as long as I'm in that cap of um being under 23 or whatever it is, um, yeah. cool. But this was about making weight. I was I was actually fitting in really good in terms of weight cap wise, because I think when we went in for a weigh-in, oh what's the hotel again? Oh, what was it called? The hotel we were staying at. Um, well, the, yeah, the hotel that we had the way in, I can't remember it off the top of my head. It was Hilton, was it not? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. But by the time I did that, I think I actually had my lowest weigh in ever. Yeah. And I was about 74.5. And yeah. I was like, what the hell? How have <laughs> we managed this? Maybe it was like due to all the uh, LA sun just sweating <laughs> it out of me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that. It's sort of at that point when we touched down and had the weigh-ins, got your badge, um, had a little chat with the officials at the world, sort of seeing people from different nations. So you've got like Spain um, and then you see all the pros that you see on Instagram, like, um, you know, about Badder and obviously obviously, uh, Ben was there, wicked guy. Um, Seeing all them lot and you're like, this is surreal now. Like, Like, this is real, like we're here. So at that point, that's when sort of the game head came on again. 
obviously prior to it having team talks with everyone, I was having a laugh, but it's when that it's when that first coat of tan goes on a day prior. That's when oh that, yeah. It's like the the bodybuilding persona just yeah. comes on. Yeah, the mask, the mask of tan comes on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny actually because we was all having a chat, and then you come back out of this room just like just all tanned up and everything. Yeah. So oh, I've done that. Um, I, I feel I feel like I had my tan like way earlier than everyone else. And then we had the team meeting and team pictures and everyone's pale. And then I'm just like an oompa loompa at the side it's of like, the picture. So like you've been in LA a couple of weeks prior to all of us. But yeah, it was really good. Um, obviously, yeah. when we had our team photo with um, our flags, waving them around. Yeah. All that is just like, it's one of them things like, I'm so glad that I went and did that. Because yeah. can you imagine that feeling of, oh, like, I wish I did that, you know? I know. Uh, I'm, I'm so didn't. glad you came I'm so glad you came I think I'm going to have a bit of FOMO this year I'm not going to lie that's how I felt when I was helping out at the first time is even just the UK shows I was like oh I want to be up there <laughs> yeah well at least we know we still want to do it right yeah <laughs> so, exactly so Stefan in the men's classes like did you get any takeaways from that experience of competing in middleweights feedback yeah, wise, you, they, they push you a hell of a lot more when yeah. you go that step up I think we was on like I was cramping up towards that middle part to the end yeah. maybe why some of my poses didn't come off as much as I wanted yeah um because they were literally doing straight on side on back other way um for good 10 to 12 minutes yeah and I was like midway through I was actually saying to Shane who's um coming from Ireland yeah I, I like whispered like aren't we supposed to be doing muscular rounds yeah um, obviously because I got so used to um competing in that juniors where they're sort of a bit like a bit easier on you in effect yeah um but obviously going into the men's class and being at Worlds like putting them two together it's like all right we're gonna push you see what you're actually made of here yeah um, and it didn't help really like prior to it for that for that day and day before I did get pretty nervous even though I shouldn't have been because I was the youngest in lineup by a good four years minimum yeah um for some reason like right before I went on stage from what I was eating my gut was a bit like oh nervous time <laughs> you know that nervous yeah. gut feeling yeah nervous belly yeah yeah and it probably like did make me like look a little bit bloated in the gut so I don't want to make excuses or nothing on how I looked, but that nervous feeling was horrible. Right? Yeah. I didn't really experience that at the UK shows yeah. until that moment in LA. Um, but yeah, I was, I, was, I was happy with the package that I brought on stage. Yeah. I thought I was relatively uh, confident up there. I mean, my routine went well. I didn't slip at that one like the Supernaturals. Do you remember when I went to do that side Arnold classic pose? I didn't see I it. No, slipped. I didn't see your supernaturals. Did you slip? Well, I nearly like I went to turn and I went, oh. <sighs> and thank God the audience um had like I had a cheer out of that. Yeah. Sort of like, well done, you didn't fall on your Did face. You <laughs> if I'd have fallen on my face, I'd have just said, Steph, just just start again. Let me <laughs> go back to that corner and come out again. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was a wicked experience, totally different stage. Um, obviously, being in the theatre it was in was a change of venue right before, right? Yeah. But it was awesome, like, 
classic looking theatre, all that, the whole the whole thing felt so different to UK. Yeah. I wouldn't change it for the world in terms of the experience it gave you. Yeah. I mean, I think you looked brilliant and I'm laughing at you saying like how hard they worked you. I don't know if you could hear me, right? I was screaming for you and Jack the whole time. Like I had no <laughs> voice that day, like no voice by the time I went on stage because I was shouting for everyone. But I remember you guys being up there for ages they worked you guys so hard but I think it was just the class was great like there was a really high standard in that class but you did look really good and you didn't look out of place up there at all which I think is just really exciting for you taking this time out and then coming back again when you will be stepping into men's open classes like your last year you were competitive at a world level in the men's open classes as a junior like it's just really exciting I think for you coming back yeah I felt I felt a bit bad for some of the guys obviously being older than me and then they've got junior who's been called into the first like five or whatever um bless them you know <laughs> must have been a bit like uh you know bloody youngster <laughs> but um yeah it's surreal like the the setup was different to UK yeah. shows um, so that's like threw me off a little bit, but I'd sort of be prepared that not everything's going to be nice and smooth and yeah. as welcoming, if you know what I mean. Like they did have so many competitors to cater for. Yeah. It's sort of like, all right, you're here at this time, get on, sort of thing. Yeah. Let's move this show on. Yeah. Sort yeah. Of, it's not like, oh, hope you do well, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> like they're really nice, but as you can imagine, with so many different nationalities and all that, they just need to get the show running. Yeah get everyone in position on time right yeah for sure it was it was definitely different but I think it's great to have the experience to do it and get a taste of it um because I'm sure that you're planning on coming back to what else yeah yeah um next year I am coming for that UK sword at least I you saw it you saw it in my hands I did it looked good in your hands James it did yeah the whole um (laughs) I'm gonna have the whole Viking vibe going on. I'm gonna oh, raid. Yeah. Hopefully, have the sword. No, that that's great. Okay, I'm glad. So that's you're manifesting the sword next year. So what's your plans for for the next little while then? So you're in off season this year, wanting to compete next year. Do you have your shows lined up? Like, do you know where you're heading? Yeah. Um, plan is obviously with the amount of natural organisations there are, maybe sort of do. I'm not too like set in stone what I'm doing next year. I've got a good, good idea. Yeah. Um, in terms of organisation wise, obviously WNBF I'm gonna give it a try. It's like no, no brainer. No questions asked. Yeah. But um it's just about putting everything else in place around it, sort of thing, to make sure one, I'm not burnt out, two, they're relatively near, but not to the point where I'm doing back to back, back to back, having a little bit of a sort of a break in between. Um, obviously with going into this next one with a better body comp and um, being a lot more confident coming away from that last season because in effect although I did that 2019 season that was my first comp this year really felt like my debut season yeah yeah Um, so coming away from that I'm a lot more confident going in than I was last time you know so just giving other organizations a try um just need to have that big chat with Josh because it's like, do we try them all or do we really 
get me ready for a couple and look like undeniable in a way for those. So yeah. it's, it's something to think about, but yeah, WMBF definitely. And I do want to try a couple that are against enhanced yeah. organizations just to yeah, see what I look like. So yeah. obviously as CMP a like, lot, they partnered up with NFM a bit as well, yeah. aren't they? So yeah. Um, yeah, I want to try NFM as well, definitely. Um, but we'll we'll see where it takes us to be fair. Yeah, and I think it's it's I'm kind of in the same bit as you just now, kind of trying to decide what next year might look like. Um, and I know WNBF will be the show that I obviously compete mm. in, but it's the same as you, where you're like, right, how do I? Because I love to compete. I don't know if you love show day. I love show day. I love the whole, the whole. Yeah. Even I do, even I look like I'm having the worst time of my life. I love it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, like yeah. I love to compete and I want to stand on as many stages as possible, but it's finding that balance between how many stages is the right amount of stages to enjoy when you really have something that you're really wanting. So like for you, you're like, I want that overall sword at WNBF UK. So how do you balance all of that up where? Yeah, you'd rather do less and get more out of it. Absolutely. Sort of thing, you know. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, max, max amount of UK shows I'll do next year probably five yeah. I really don't want to have a big year and then maybe one or two worlds if yeah. I can get to those that sounds like a good plan I think it will be a different kettle of fish though wouldn't it next time because um obviously I'll be in men's classes anyways yeah so you'll be, be my birthday falls September so let's say supernatural is October by that time I will so this is 23rd birthday I'm going into in September yeah. this time around this year so obviously next year I'll be going into 24th birthday so there's no way that I'm doing juniors so I'll probably be in like men's short or middleweight classes depending on the organisation yeah so yeah standard would have yeah. gone up again I mean I think that people are going to be nervous for that because you honestly like you didn't you looked you belonged on that stage in worlds to the point that you placed at worlds like place fifth top five like that's that's a statement when you're you know what, 22 were you 22 yeah 22 still yeah yeah so, so like that's crazy right yeah. so I think that you're you're gonna look you're gonna look at home on that stage and but you're right it's gonna be a level up but I'm I have no doubt that your resilience and your work ethic and your drive and your passion for it like you're gonna have success um yeah like, that's I don't like the term sort of like eat, sleep and breathe it, but I love it to the point where I really want to excel in this, yeah. not like anything I've done prior. Like I haven't really found a good love for anything like this, like this. I literally just want to crack on yeah. and like do as, as best as I can. Like there's nothing yeah. like this for me in terms of really wanting to go and get everything that I can in it. Um, but yeah, like we were like we were saying obviously next time going into men's classes I sort of like for that teen I was going into it as sort of like a baby and then juniors it was like getting my feet on the stage and seeing what I can prove to even men's in overalls this yeah. time around it's like I'm used to it let's get it done yeah <laughs> good I'm so excited can't wait to watch it um and cheer you on next year it's going to be great so the, the final question I have for you, James, um, it's kind of a big question. I'm guessing I want to know why you decided to 
compete naturally? You obviously mentioned potentially stepping on untested stages, but why do you choose to compete naturally? And why would you encourage others to take that route? I think it's one of them ones where you want to be inspirational to those around you, right? Yeah. So as the majority of my people, the majority of people my age are going to be natural unless you're just like your goal set on wanting to be enhanced best of the best so early on which like if you've got a coach behind you you've got a healthcare team behind you fair enough like go do that but in terms of how far you can put your body naturally for me that is like testing your true true limits okay I've built this from my genetics yeah sort of um thing right so that's why i do it plus i do not have enough knowledge on any of that sort of stuff outside of natural bodybuilding so i'd be going into it not knowing what i'm doing not safe not healthy um plus the whole natural bodybuilding's on the rise like year by year you know like it's just crazy with how like a lot more people are like knowing about it now yeah like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you've got bodybuilding, you know, you've got um you've got PCA shows, you've got Fit X, you've got you've got this, you've got that. Now it's like, you know, I'm I've started out gym so and so ago. I want to compete now. Now I want to do these natural shows. Yeah. See where I can take myself. You know, so doing it year by year and it growing is like something I want to be a part of. Because it will get to a point when it's like everyone is talking about it, you know. Yeah. Like it's on the rise now, but it will get to a point where it's like really exciting where it's going. So yeah, yeah. For the time being, however long it will be, staying in the natural game, hundred percent. Because that's it's just what I love to do. I love that answer. That's a perfect answer to that question. Love what you said about being an inspiration, and I think that that leads into why it's on the rise because you have people in the sport who are elevating it right and we are sharing our journey our stories on social media and I think that that's where the tested federations have had us they've been a little bit wiser to it quicker than the natural federations I think and it's looked very glamorous to be part of untested shows for a long time on social media and that becomes people's exposure to it and they don't realize that there's another option out there um, but I love what you said about being an inspiration to people your age and it's people like you who's showing what is possible as a natural athlete that encourages people to compete naturally and you're highlighting the stages and the places that people can come to compete naturally um, so I think it's a kudos to you and also continuing to elevate that journey and, and promote that journey it will continue to grow the sport um, and I also like what you said about not knowing enough about it because I think a lot of people jump in two feet to use an assistance and they don't understand what they're using or why they're using it yeah. um so yeah if you're one if you're going to do it the it, thing is what i think as well is that if you are thinking about it have a good two years of stage seasons where you see what you look like naturally yeah. have that first season see what your base looks like Absolutely. after an off season or straight after to see how far you can take your body naturally yeah. and then take it from there because if you never do it naturally how are you going to know what base you've got for when yeah. you do go to that route eventually um Absolutely. so yes it's just one of them ones where it's sort of like really seeing how far you can push your body 
you know. Yeah, for sure. Off your own base genetics, really. And um, obviously going on to that inspiration thing, like I am fortunate that you saw with the first timers event when I went on to obviously raise Ben's hand about the junior thing. That was a really good moment in terms of, don't know if you call it passing the torch sort of thing, but like having my hard work highlighted by David saying this is last year's junior champ, etc. Um, and all that sort of stuff, like it makes it all worth it. And then when you see, especially with the teenagers just starting out, seeing their, them getting on stage, starting off, um, seeing the smiles and all that sort of stuff, you're like, yeah, I want in your shoes. So, yeah, it's exciting to be fair. Yeah, I love that. Is there anything else that you want to talk about before we sign off today, James? I think we we covered quite a lot, really. We did. Keep it shortish and sweet. Um, <laughs> obviously, we know what the plan is next time. Yeah. Get the sword. Sword. Get an overall and um, maybe even get a world, you never know. <laughs> but that's not going to be done without hard work. So plan of action, keep going with this off season. Um, you know, just track on with it and uh, make sure that all that hard work is shown next year. Yeah. Yeah. Your, poten- your potentials there I think like you've hit the nail on the head it's just hard work dedication and knowing why you're doing it and you've got a good why so I don't Thank doubt you. we'll see you with that sword in hand I'm excited yeah. for it it'll come together fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed okay James thank you so much it's been so yeah, good thanks for having me appreciate it Um, And thank you to everyone who was listening along at home. We're going to be back in a few weeks time with episode 15 of the WMBF UK podcast. Until then, thank you so much again, James. Check out CNP, our sponsors, and sign up for our events at wmbfuk.com.